The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Today, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to go behind the curtain. A lot to talk about today and this evening will be a special night for professional wrestling as Impact show their pay-per-view called Rebellion. We're going to have Kenny Omega, the AEW champion, versus Rich Swan, the Impact world champion. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about a new New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Champion. This is a sign that New Japan will be invading the United States and taking over the United States. That much more on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Welcome back to another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One, and you know what day it is. It's Sunday. You know what that means. That means more news, more wrestling news, and behind the curtain. Uh, Tonight is going to be a night that is either going to make impact in AEW or is going to break impact in AEW. Now, what I mean with that is this tonight Impact has their pay-per-view rebellion, and this is something we've been waiting for for almost four months, and it comes down to Kenny Omega, the AEW World Champion versus Rich Swan, the Impact World Champion, and the reason I'm saying that and I'm being skeptical, skeptical about this event because, you know, the AEW about, let's say, a month ago. They hyped up the barbed wire explosives match. And at the end of that match, or at the end of that event, even though the match was good, it was a dud. So, you know, a lot of people are, are what I'm seeing in the podcast community, are there's a lot of AEW haters. And then they got the people who point out a lot of stuff that happens in AEW, especially what I heard over the weekend that Tony Khan was uh, given the Booker of the Year, which I find that hilarious because, oh, okay, it's understandable what he did during the pandemic. He was still able to make a show every week. But let's talk about one person in particular who should have that title, and that was Ghetto from New Japan Pro Wrestling to where New Japan has been from believe in the 2011-2010 era to what it is now and where it's been and where it went and where and where it's going um, is incredible. We're going to be talking about that when I bring up the New Japan uh, segment in a little while. As well. We're going to be talking about this impact um, wrestling situation. Now, I did drop a video on my YouTube channel on Friday speaking about the... Uh, the title of it is, if Omega wins the belt, is it good for Impact in the long run? Well, 
if you look at the roster that Impact has, and I'm not going to make a lot of enemies on this because there's a lot of Impact fans that aren't in denial, specific one in particular who I used to uh, was befriending him or followed them on Facebook. And the minute I said something about Impact, his, you know, he caught a, a, a bitch fit, and I'm going to be honest. And the problem with Impact, they do not have a lot of star power wrestlers. Okay, and what I mean with that is that you don't have anybody in there who is the star, the 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 guy who who is going to carry Impact to the next five years. And many would say, "Oh, but we got Sammy Callahan, we got uh, Rich Swan, we have Moose, uh, Tommy Dreamer is there to help." Uh, listen, uh, let's be realistic. Right now, if you look at the roster that Impact has, it's not as great. Josh Alexander is one guy that I could say is a freaking, they call him the walking weapon for a reason. This guy is awesome. He had a great match with TJP a couple of weeks ago, which was the second time I seen them wrestle, and they, they broke down the house. But Josh Alexander, for what I know, his contract is up next month. The question is if Impact is going to sign him because Impact is known to let wrestlers go. If you don't believe me, take a look at the people they had let go. Uh, they let Killer Cross go, which is now uh, Carrion Cross, who's the NXT champion. They let him go because they were being cheap. They didn't want to give him money. They want to have everybody, you know, uh, uh, you know, giving them cheap money. And they got this is a, a, a company. They owns a TV station. They took over Access Channel. Okay. Now, mind you, when they put a pay-per-view, of the pay-per-views are pretty decent. I cannot say that. But the start of the shows all the time is not that great. Okay. If you look at, if you look at, the, let's talk about Star Power Impact. Rich Swan is the Impact World Champion. Impact, let's put this, Rich Swan is not. A world championship material. I've been saying this for months, and people just, you know, don't believe me. This guy, I don't know why they gave the belt to him. Okay, because I believe that when he wrestled Moose and Sacrifice, he sh Moose should have won the match. Moose should have won the match. And Moose has, uh, you know, he has, uh, what can I say? He has turned to another. He's in another level. It's version two. This guy, when I first followed him in Ring of Honor, this guy can't throw a dropkick if his life depended on it. Now, if you look at Moose now, Moose is in another level. Why they never gave him the belt? He's world champion material when it comes to impact. Not Rick Swan, But they booking him, booking Rick Swan to a guy who never had anything, came from the mean streets of Baltimore. He never had anything. So they book him as this underdog guy. And now they put him in there with Kenny Omega. Now, I know there's a lot of Kenny Omega haters. Uh, I, for one, I am not a Kenny Omega uh, hater. I'm a big fan of his. But if he's doing something wrong, I'm going to bring it up. I'm not going to sugarcoat a wrestler if he's not doing what he used to. Like right now, AEW is making Omega this... Uh, he's a world champion, but is he's that that old school heels that needs help in the ring to retain the belt? And you know, I understand people are like, "Oh, the young bucks, this." The people hate the young bucks. That, that's their job. Get it through your heads, guy. Young bucks 
are now healed. They're acting like they are the best tag team in the world, which I don't think they are the best tag team in the world. Um, I think they overrated as far as tag team because they do almost the same thing over and over again. I mean, in the beginning, before I think a couple, say six years ago, when I was watching them and they were doing so many great matches in the junior division, uh, you know, they 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 were good. But ever since they now are like part of this the AEW, and you know, they they, they I think they overrated. They do the same matches over and again. But then again, now they heels. So people, you know, there was this report of this week where they claimed that uh, the Young Bucks was saying that McMahon should put them in the Hall of Fame. Now, everybody just lost their fucking mind out of that. And what, oh, what you mean? Little do you know that they're trolling the fans. They're going to get, this is the reaction they want. And people don't get it. People just start, people just react to this. Ain't no way in the world Young Bucks are going to the Hall of Fame. They never wrestled in the WWE, and they will never be in the WWE. You know what I'm saying? Um, Booker T, of course, always has something stupid to say because Booker T is a WWE shield. And he, he you know, I, get, I think he's getting paid just to criticize anything w AEW does because that's what Booker T does. You know what I'm saying? Booker T, you know, I guess that's his job. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, he said, oh, they had a bad attitude when they did the tryout with WWE. Uh, well, they did, they did, they were young back then, they were real young. What, what the, what wrestler that is young is not going to have a stupid attitude? Most of them do. So people react to shit like this, and people get all crazy, oh, what the, they've never go to the Hall of Fame, you know, and then, come on, stop, stop, and they're trolling all of you, and now, you know, they're coming out now looking with the stupid outfits, I mean, but they're doing it because they know they're going to get heat, that's what it's called. Get in heat. Some people say, oh, it's turn off heat of change channel heat. I don't think so. I don't think so. The more you see them acting like, you know, morons and, 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 and dickwads, the more they're going to get people going to start hating. And the same thing with, with Kenny Omega. People, oh, I can't stand Kenny Omega. You know, he's not doing, of course, because Omega is a heel. That's his job. His job is to make you hate him. Same thing with MJF. His job is to make you hate him. You know what I'm saying? Especially when MJ gets on the mic, you know, he gets on my nerves because he talks, 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 and brags about himself. But that's the reaction they want. People just go all crazy about it. You know what I'm saying? Kenny Omega, I think, will win the belt tonight. He's going to win the belt. Is it good for Impact? Yes, it's going to be good for Impact because now it's new challenges for Kenny Omega. Meanwhile, he still holds the AEW title. He still holds the AAA uh, Mega Champion. This guy's gonna have belts all over the place. If he, I mean, if he loses tonight, I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked. But I know Tony Khan is not gonna. Something's gonna happen. It's supposed to be a winner. They're bringing Aubrey Edwards tonight as a referee, supposedly. And not only that, would it be cool to hear Mauro Ronaldo, uh, pretty much, uh, commentating in this match? This is gonna be awesome. It's very awesome. I cannot wait to see this tonight. But I think. Uh, if Kenny Omega wins, it's a good shot for Impact because Impact needs the shot right now. If Swam wins, I think a lot of people are going to be uh, very disappointed uh, who wants Omega to win, especially Omega fans. And second of all, the biggest concern is that Impact and AEW delivers tonight. They don't deliver tonight to this hype. This is, will be real bad for them. 
And if that happens, that means the wrestling business itself is in shambles. Because, I mean, if you look at WWE, WWE, uh, even though the uh, WrestleMania card looked as shitty at, at one point, but they delivered when it came to Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Night two, the card wasn't that great. But Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan deliver. You have to deliver. Impact has to deliver tonight with AEW. Impact with the uh, Ray Swan and Moves match, they did deliver. You know what I'm saying? If you think about it, they did deliver because that match was pretty good. But Impact has a, uh, not Impact, I'm sorry, AEW has a little black eye when it comes to delivering because that, that explosion match last month hurt them bad. People were just talking and whatnot and Hopefully, this will be something that we'll be talking about for a long, long time. So, stay tuned. I'll be right back with more. Today's episode of the Jokesland Wrestling Report is brought to you by Pago. Pago is the easiest way for you to, to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get. Will you include an ad from Paco? Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add our podcast, The Chokesland Wrestling Report, in the How Do You Hear About Paco section of the application. That's Paco.co. Hey, continuing on, guys. Uh, another topic that was real big during the week, and I think I believe it was Thursday when this story came through, and I was very shocked to see what WWE does when they release the employees. And we're talking about the Mickey James uh, situation where they send her stuff in a garbage bag inside a box. Uh, two individuals got fired, including Mark Carano, who was, I guess, talent relations, whatever he was. Uh, Mickey James was pissed off. Uh, well, actually, she looked like she was calm about it. She just put it online. And she put, uh, WWE, I just received my care package. Right after that, McMahon, uh, not McMahon, Stephanie McMahon and Triple H went onto Twitter right away and apologized to Mickey James and that the two individuals who did this got fired. Uh, this was, I believe, and, and this is my opinion, and I, I'm sure that a lot of you guys are going to be, oh, no, uh, it was just a one thing happening. This, this is not a one thing happening, to put it that way. First of all, the Triple triple H and Stephanie McMahon coming out right away after this woman put this picture of her stuff in a garbage bag. And right away to say, oh, this, these people got fired right away was a public relations nightmare for them. But this is not a practice that WWE has... Has been, I mean, has not been doing it for a while. 
Jillian Hall, who used to work for WWE. Maybe many of you guys don't remember her because she was not a big uh, impact in WWE, but she was part of that diva era. They did the same thing to her. Same thing with Gail Kim, the former two-time knockout champion who wrestled in TNA Impact and works with Impact right now. She said they did it to her. They did it to Maria Kanellis. So this practice has been going on for a while, you know. It's been going on for a while. The only thing, nobody had the balls and the audacity to go and talk and say anything about it because they don't want to burn the bridges with WWE. Now, many of you are saying, what the hell am I talking about? But let's let's be realistic. I mean, Gail Kim came back the second time, and they, they didn't push her like the way they were, they were supposed to push her. And she was left packing. And I'm sure that I'm for a fact, that they did the same thing to her. I mean, she, they, they, Gail Kim mentioned it. You know what I'm saying? They did the same thing to her. And they decided that they'll do the same thing. So this is, if, you can't tell me this is a, a one-thing deal. There's no way in the world there's been a one-thing deal. This has happened on, plenty, on many occasions and why not. And I'm sure that because Mickey James had the balls to post it, and whatnot, they had to defend this. They say, oh, we just, we fired both guys, you know? And when Triple H said that, CM Punk came out out of nowhere and was like, okay, that's what you said. But it was a meme where the, the guy was like, yeah, okay, mm -hmm. but, you know, we know it's bullcrap. We know it's bullcrap. This has been happening for a while. And now, because someone had the balls and the audacity, to bring it up, you know, they had to cover this up. You know what I'm saying? It, we all know that WWE is shady as hell. Now, it's funny because one podcast has mentioned during the weekend that I hate WWE. I don't hate WWE. Let me get that straight. I don't hate WWE because some of these wrestlers that are in there are like, I hate the way they promote their stars and how they push their star. They try to show... All these same characters down your throat every single week. The Charlottes, the Seth Rollins, the Roman Reigns. I mean, the Roman Reigns now, he's pretty cool now. Uh, who else? King Corbin. They try to shove all these guys down with throw. Meanwhile, you have the guys like Alistair Black. They're finding that Alistair Black came out this week in SmackDown. Okay. And, and now they're going to try to push it. You know? And um, which I'll be talking about that later. But let's talk again about Mickey James. Now, Mickey James came back and made a statement about people getting fired. Uh, releases images in the garbage bag incident. And she said she didn't meant no one to get fired and, you know, that she's uh, very appreciative. And, I, and when I heard this, I said to myself, wait a minute, let me get this straight. So you're trying to sugarcoat the shit. They put your stuff in a garbage bag. Then when you came back, they didn't treat, they didn't treat you right. Bruce Pritchard had uh, pretty much had an issue with your husband, Nick Aldis, the NWA World Champion. And Bruce Pritchard decided to book you in a match and for you to lose it right away. You even got a concussion. And they didn't give a rat's ass about your health. Okay. So here you go. You get let go. They're saying your stuff in a garbage bag. And you still saying, oh, you know, 
in that you got a, 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 a advice for somebody or oh, leave the business the same way you let it when you came in. No. You releasing the statement shows me that you're not trying to burn bridges because you're trying to get in into that bullshit ass Hall of Fame that WWE has. Okay? That seems to be the thing now with some of these wrestlers that their career in the twilight had a good run in WWE, but yet, you know, they talk so much crap about WWE or, you know, they don't want to say nothing bad about WWE because they want to get into the Hall of Fame. You want to know who's a good example? Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho went to the Steve Austin podcast. It wasn't for AEW. Yeah, they talked about AEW, this and this and that. But his contract is up next year. And what do you think he's going to go? He's going to try to go back to WWE. Why? Because he wants to go into the WWE Hall of Fame. That Hall of Fame is worthless. I mean, that Hall of Fame don't mean nothing to me if you ain't got Big Van Vader in there, the best big man in the business. You ain't got Demolition in there. You ain't got the Steiners in there. And I don't want to hear about, ah. Oh, they're not putting in the Steiners because of Scott Steiner and his craziness. Listen, they had issues with Ultimate Warriors for years. For years. He called out everybody. The Warrior used to do those videos on YouTube. You could check it out. The guy used to be insane. He used to say the most insane stuff. But at the same time, he was real. He kept it real. Him and Hogan had issues for years. Right? And Triple H, some way, somehow, was able to bring the ultimate warrior to be, to get inducted to the Hall of Fame. Same thing with Jake the Snake Roberts. Same thing with Scott Hall. All these guys who had issues. WWE was able to bring them in. Now, Big Van Vader, the only reason that Big Van Vader is not in the Hall of Fame was because of Shawn Michaels and his bullshit. Okay? Big Van Vader, they made him look real bad. When he was in, in, in WWE, he rest in peace. Vader was the best big man in the business. I don't care who wrestles today, who is a big, there is no one today that is like Big Man Vader. No one. The man used to do a moonsault from the top rope at 450 pounds. Okay. And he's not in the WWE Hall of Fame. So with Mickey James talking about, uh, I'm appreciative, this is ungrateful. Listen, we know this is some people would just put their, their, their how do you call it? Uh, 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 their pride or, or, you know, their dignity on the side just to become something. In reality, no one cares. The WWE, if they care, they would have not been doing this for a long time. She is not the first one they've done this to. It's been reported, Gail Kim. Maria Canellis and Jillian Hall, they did the same thing to them. This has been a practice to them, to people before. The thing is, a lot of these wrestlers don't want to speak out against WWE because they figure, well, if I speak out, maybe they will, you know, then I will be able to go back. Because a lot of them want to go back. Don't know why they want to go back, because if they didn't teach you right before, why you want to go back? You see? I can imagine what they thought about Carlito when Carlito came out BTE. Uh, 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 I think it was BTO or Sammy Guevara's block, one of those. After he uh, uh, did something with WWE, I think a couple of months ago. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I, when I read what the statement that Mickey James said, you know what I'm saying? I was like, what? 
are you not? Uh, are you saying that someone should have never got fired? You know. And again, CM Punk reacted to this WWE fire from Mark Mark Carano, and he responded to Triple H talking about that person got fired, and he put that, oh oh oh, really? Like saying, yeah, really? You got them fired? Because CM Punk got let go on his wedding day. WWE is, and this is what I get upset, and people say that I hate WWE. It's not that I hate WWE. I hate the fans who support this fucking business of that company for all the shady shit that they do and the shit that they, they're in denial that the stuff they do is right. And the first thing they do, and many of you talk bad about WWE, the first thing they bring up is about the money. Who cares? And like I said, if you ain't got money, if you ain't got no stock on WWE, you shouldn't be talking about no money. Okay, because that money's not coming to you. You know what I'm saying? I could talk about it because I got stock in the damn fucking company. Okay, and they made mad money. They they just made about two hundred thirty-seven million dollars in the first quarter. Okay, and they still letting people go. Can somebody explain that one to me? Okay, they're still letting people go, and they got and they're still hoarding talent. They're not using. Okay. And it's crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy because it's something that, you know, I, I listen to every week when I'm either on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, mostly Twitter. The trolls at Twitter are always talking, defending WWE. And they thing is, oh, but what about, really? Really? I just had an argument with somebody about who was, oh, the best part is, I forgot to mention before I leave. Before I leave this segment, Mickey James, you know, like I said, everybody was talking about the Mickey James, it, a former AEW star, woman star, gave gave her opinion. Oh, this is what they're doing to veterans, women veterans, and, and we're talking about Ivelisse. Ivelisse, please, you shouldn't be talking about nothing because you've been in. 13 different promotions, and you got to let go of all 13. And then the way you talk and you conduct yourself on Twitter, cursing fans out because they're bringing up facts, makes you pretty much your career is over. Okay? Because she made a comment about the Mickey James stuff, and then she made it all about herself. Talk about vet. You may be a vet, but you're, you're nowhere. You're nowhere in the wrestling business. And this is the sad stuff about it. Okay? And and, and your thing with Thunder Rosa, and you still talk about Thunder Rosa, you sweating Thunder Rosa. I'm sure Thunder Rosa's not even thinking about you right now. Thunder Rosa is running her company, Mission Pro Wrestling, while you in the sidelines complaining and bitching and talking about something that happened seven years ago in Lucha Underground. And if that's even legit, is that even real? Because nobody even... Heard about it before, but maybe they did it behind the scenes because I mean sometimes some things don't get leaked out. But you still sweating Thunder Rosa. But then you made the Mickey James situation into your situation. And then you cursing out fans online, blocking them because people are pointing out the stuff that you did, especially the no sell to Thunder Rosa and whatnot. So your career is over. I don't know who is stupid enough to book you in any promotion. 
And if you are wrestling somewhere, you know what I'm saying, you're not even taking interviews now. You're not taking interviews because you do not want to address your situation about your AEW firing. Because you got fired by AEW. Because you didn't want to listen to coaches. You didn't want to be nothing. You want to do whatever. That, you want to put out that vet card. When in reality, you could be a vet. But you have not accomplished nothing in wrestling. There's wrestlers out here who have sacrificed years to get what they had now. And you're still bullshitting. You still have the independent, the indie mentality, okay? Fighting and bullshitting about something that happened with you and Thunder Rosa seven years ago, which is sad, seven years ago, and you're still bitching and moaning about that. So you made the Mickey J situation on Twitter, made it about you, which is sad, very, 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 very sad. So we'll be right back after this do you remember lance von eric from world-class championship wrestling you can read all about his wrestling career in portland in dallas and overseas in his new book lance by chance wrestling as a von eric 25 chapters in all you'll be surprised what you read go to lancebychance.com and we're back Following me up now, let's talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. This past Friday, New Japan Strong, uh, you know, crowned uh, a new New Japan Cup USA uh, winner and the New Japan Pro Wrestling Open Weight Champion. So, and we're talking about no other than Filthy Tom Lawler from Major League Wrestling won the tournament by putting out Brody King from Ring of Honor. Um, and this gives uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong the first open weight champion. And crazy enough that uh, Lola's first defense will be against his, uh, well, I guess he's, I don't know if he's still part of his uh, uh, Team Filthy team, Chris Dickinson will be the first one to challenge Tom Lawler for that belt. I mean, it's crazy because a lot of people will think, well, you know, Lawler was not going to win. I thought Lawler was not going to win because I figured like, oh, they're going to put somebody like Brody King um, from Ring of Honor or they're going to put somebody, you know, with some type of recognition. And not that Tom Lawler's not recognized because, I mean, he is a former Major League Wrestling World Champion. But surprisingly enough, he wins the tournament. He has, he won the the New Japan Cup USA. Um, I don't think they gave him people title shot for that. I don't think he's going to be walking around with a briefcase. I doubt it. But if he is, uh, if they are giving him a title shot for the uh, IWGP US Championship against um, Dean Ambrose, uh, or better yet, not, let me correct that. It's not Dean Ambrose no more. It's John Moxley, should we say. John Moxley, um, you know, it's going to be interesting. Because Moxley is, uh, he's into that uh, submission of stuff, uh, just like Tom Lola. Tom Lola is the real thing. So we'll see. Maybe he'll call out Moxley. Moxley shows up at New Japan Pro Wrestling strong and, you know, it gives uh, Lawler a title shot. Now, what does this mean for New Japan? Now, you know, the last couple of years, I think since 2019, uh, New Japan has been trying to you know, get their feet wet in the United States. Now, we know a couple of years ago, 
they had uh, they show um, New Japan uh, wrestling in Access TV, which it was the was owned now by Impact Wrestling. Anthem owns that channel, but we know that during that whole process of Anthem picking up Access Channel, they kind of kicked out New Japan out of the out of the equation. So, um, so New Japan now is looking for other networks to put these shows on TV. Now, so far they only have this show, uh, New Japan and JPW Strong on the. Uh, they subscribe New Japan World. I mean, you could. I think you could see some of it. I think in YouTube. I'm not sure, but they made a deal with Roku, so you get to see some of the stuff on Roku streaming stuff. The the you know the matches and all that. Uh, so they've been eyeing the United States for a while, especially after what happened in 2019, where the whole old elite group, the elite group, left New Japan. Ring of Honor, letting them with a big void of non-Japanese wrestlers and a roster. So they had the eye on New Japan on the United States. But now that New Japan it has, you know, a working relationship with AEW and Impact Wrestling, is this uh a um the forbidden door that they talk about? Well Tom Lola just walked in through AEW and challenge John Moxley to wrestle for the IWGP United States Championship. That would be great. Not only that, that'd be a, another open forbidden door because originally Tom Lawler is still uh, under contract with Major League Wrestling. He just won the Opera Cup. I think that was past January or December, whatever it was. So Tom Lawler is going places. I mean, you may not like his style because he wrestles that UFC style, shoot fighting style, but the guy is dangerous. He choked out Brody King. Brody King is a big dude. I just feel bad for Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor was being represented by Brody King. And Brody King gets the short end of the stick every time he's in the middle of a title match. And that's the one thing I noticed. He always is a title match and he never wins. He's good in tag team. Well, he's not, I mean, not that he's not. Let me correct that. He's a good wrestler. I just feel that they don't, they don't give him the opportunity for him to become a champion to see what he does. Like he fought Roosh, lost to Roosh, uh, you know, now he lost to, to Tom Lawler. I mean, I mean, it was going to be a dangerous match anyway, because Lawler, if he can't beat you, he's going to try to ground you somewhere or the other with submission. You know, um, him and Loki had a great match in the Opera Cup over the finals, and Tom Lawler found a way to beat him. Loki is just, you know, a dangerous dude, but. You know, it's just, it's just, it just goes to show you that um, the New Japan is very serious of having some type of influence here in the United States. Now, as far as the borders going back and forth from New Japan to the United States, that still hasn't happened. And this is the, probably the reason why the Forbidden Door right now is right now so, so delayed as far as you're seeing New Japan wrestlers coming in from Japan to come into AEW. The only one that was able to come in through that forbidden door. Oh, actually, two guys, three guys in which supposed to uh, came through those forbidden door was Kenta, where he showed up at AEW Dynamite in February and 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 jumped Moxley and then Finjus when they went to Impact, challenged the Good Brothers for the Impact World Tag Team titles. And, you know, and 
beat the Good Brothers and left to Japan with them because those belts were shown in New Japan. Why not? I saw it because I was I saw the New Japan Cup. So is you know they were walking around with those belts. You know tonight they get a chance to defend those belts and hopefully they retain the belts. It's the Good Brothers, which I doubt because they're most likely they're not going to take those belts away from them and give it back to the Good Brothers because they're probably Finn Juice and Juice Roberts, uh, Finn Juice, Juice Robinson and David Finley are probably heading back to Japan. So, uh, but there's something to look forward to tonight with this Impact Rebellion. I cannot wait to see it. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. Those are the two matches I'm interested in. It's the world title match with Kenny Omega, especially the world title match. Mega and Swan, and then the tag team match between uh, the Good Brothers and uh, I call it the Ventures. Uh, so uh, that's all for New Japan right now. I just want to talk about since we in Impact, Impact, Diana Perazzo, Diana Perazzo uh, mentioned something that she wants to uh, go through the forbidden door and challenge either Hiroki Shida. Britt Baker, a Thunder Rosa. Um, she said she wants to take seek revenge for Britt Baker against Thunder Rosa. So Yana Perazzo, and I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, she wants to go to that forbidden door. And let's be realistic. Impact right now. Impact, they as far as the women's division is concerned, they do not, their women's division is not that great. And I say that because number one, um Yana Perazzo could only be great but depending on the challenges she had now most of you are going to be like oh they got Kiara Hogan they got Tasha Steeles lead them in attacking fire and flavor they're good at that you know what I'm saying Nirvana left they're going to show you again Impact not trying to keep nobody in the roster Jordan Grace and the only way I'm, this is what I'm going to say Jordan Grace uh, it but it's a Jordan Grace is teaming up now with Rachel Ellery. Rachel Element is the daughter of Paul Ellery, manager, former manager, a manager of the World Warriors from back in the day. Well, his daughter is teaming up with Jordan Grace to go against uh, Tasha Steele and uh, Kiara Hogan uh, for the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships. But again, the women's division is not that great. Susan, she had a match with Tennille Dashwood. And Susan looks like she doesn't even know what's coming or what's going. You know what I'm saying? And the crazy thing is, Tennille Dashwood is your number one contender. Tennille Dashwood, and then they got her on this storyline where she claims she was the one who started the women's revolution. Are you nuts? Who came up with this? You started the women's revolution? Sweetheart, the only thing you started was to run because you got busted for stealing something. That's what you thought. And Tanya Dashwood has not done anything the last two, three years. She's been, what I could say, floating in, in, in the women's division. This woman, now her character is she's a social media influencer. And then with that guy, K with a K. That, that does not impress me at all. And Neil Dashwood, the number one contender to Diana Perrazzo's championship. Diana's going to beat her. You know that. I don't see Diana losing to Tania Dashwood. Diana Perrazzo right now is the best woman champion that Impact has had in a long time. Okay? I mean, yes, you're going to say, oh, they had Tanya Valkyrie. 
or whatever the Frankie Monet now. Uh, and then um, what else? Jordan Grace was good, but she was not at the level of Deanna Perrazzo. Okay, so I don't, I don't know, I don't know. But Deanna Perrazzo needs challengers, and if she wants to be in the middle of this war, but well, so-called war between Impact and AEW, where she goes to uh, AEW and challenges Sheeta or or Britt Baker or Thunder Rosa, that'd be great. Because you, the, the women's division AEW needs a boost too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you compare the AEW women's division with the with the uh, Impact, Impact may be a little bit better because of Deanna Perrazzo, but there's better competitors in AEW. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the women's division, I think, gets more, t- the two hours they have every week, they get at least two matches. Impact just for one. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and Sheeta right now just beat Taya Conti for the uh, for the number one contendership. Well, Taya Conti was the number one contender. She just beat her. And Aubrey Baker's the number one contender. So that's going to be interesting. But these two has faced each other at least twice. Just the third round. You know what I'm saying? So this is going to be interesting when these two probably meet up at double or nothing. Uh, Sheeta and Britt Baker. Another situation that uh, I was reading was the Snoop Doggy Dogs uh, being told that he was going to be on pause because he showed up at AEW, uh, uh, was it New Year's Smash? I think it was. He uh, said that when he showed up at the WWE, um, that they told him. That they were upset at him, so they're gonna put a pause on him. And you know, being that he's a WWE Hall of Famer, I don't know for what. But I, I, I tell you, WWE Hall of Fame don't mean shit. Don't mean nothing. So, um, crazy thing is, um, they got upset at Snoop Dogg because he showed up at AEW New Year's Smash and whatnot, and they told him that. His push was going to be paused. So, Snoop Doggy Dog didn't care because he figured, well, you know what? I was told to, to show up at AEW to promote the big show. Wow. Big show. Uh, they call the big show. Whatever. Damn. The show that they gave on TNT. Crazy acrobatics and circus act, whatever. And, you know, Cody Rose happens to be one of the judges. So they were told, look, if you want to come to AEW and participate in a match to promote the big show, you know, you can do that. So that's what he did. WWE got the feathers ruffled and pissed off and put and put a pause, I don't know, pushing a pause on him. That's what he said. And then next thing you know, they came up to him like, oh, we're going to do this video game and we want you to be in it. And he told them, well, if you want me to be in it, Gotta pay me double, and I know you put all your fans all up. They ain't gotta pay him shit up. Well, guess what? They did. They did pay him though. But that's what they get because WWE always try to push and stronghold. They think they, they run everything. They think they run everything. You know, and I'm glad that this shit happened because they need to stop this nonsense. No control. Who goes pay? Who goes what? Control your wrestlers. Because, you know, you got them uh, on some freaking, um, you know, holding on, hoarding talent, not pushing talent. 
telling them off. You leave. You still got a ninety day cause. You know, you know, it, it's crazy. Um, you know, and, and like I said, people say I hate WWE. I hate the owner because he is out of, so out of touch. I hate him. I hate Bruce Prichard. Okay, Triple H is another one who I cannot stand because he acts like he's for the family. He's not. He's not stop. Him and his wife, forget it. Stephanie's just another one that wants to shove us information that is not true. You know, they all phony. All of them. You know, this is why I stick with my new Japan. I watch AEW when I can. I watch the Ring of Honor, Major League Wrestling, because that's professional wrestling. What you see on Mondays and Fridays, oh, clown shit. That's what you see. Okay, none of that stuff interests me anymore. They're gonna give another another title shot to Daniel Bryan. That's what I saw. You know what I'm saying? What? Daniel Bryan has lost twice to Roman Reigns. Okay, and they're pushing the agenda. It's still pushing. It's still. And I won't be surprised if you have Daniel Bryan against Edge somewhere down the line. You know, instead of pushing Cesaro, will he beat Seth Rollins in WrestleMania? This is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. Um, I, I don't know. And the Alistair Black returning. But WWE SmackDown, that is a freaking joke to me. Somebody asked, uh, if, would this last run, would it make him or break him? Listen, I give him three months. I give him 90 days. I give him a 90 day clock. Within 90 days, his character won't be seen anymore on TV. Because McMahon don't see nothing on him. Nothing. He didn't see it when he was, Alistair Black was stuck in a closet for six months. Can you see him when he supposedly lost an eye? You're looking like a better solid gear. And he ain't gonna see nothing of him now. They're just trying to make sure they, they're trying to come up with all this stuff now because they know they got no creativity. They're not making no stars. The people thinking about, oh, this is cool. Listen, same thing could be said about the Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, how many times they lost his character? How many times are you gonna change his character? How many times are you gonna? Try to change things around and people, oh, he don't need a title. That's the best fucking, that's the best thing I hear. Oh, Bray, Bray Wyatt don't need a title. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because when he get a title, he loses the following week. This whole character is just nonsense. I'm saying, I, I'm not investing myself. I'm not investing myself to Alistair Black unless he passes in 90 days. You know what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong, I watch a WWE here and there, but I cannot. I'm wasting my life. It's a waste of, you stand there and watch. Oh, three hours of raw every week to that garbage every week no and then the funny thing is they then try to make these matches or stuff that happens in raw make it look like it's a real life situation i'll give you an example olive flair supposedly attacked this referee right beat him down last week she got fined a hundred thousand dollars yeah okay what's this adam pierce another clown right Next thing you know, come to find out that the reason they put that was because she had to do dental. Really? Really? And they try to play your they, they try to play the fans. They go on Twitter, they go on Twitter and put like the one uh what was it? Charles Robinson said, Oh, the referee's final call is final. Next thing you know, Adam P is just thinking about oh, I'm gonna need to see you there next Friday. Yeah, stop. Stop. It's nonsense. It's bullshit. Come on. Know? Anyway, that is it for me today. I think I ranted enough today, but 
Can I bring you nothing but the truth? So help me God. Uh, this is it for today, guys. Uh, from behind the curtain. If you guys want to follow me uh, through my audio uh, platforms, you can find me in Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, Amazon, uh, Podbean, iHeartRadio. If you want to follow my YouTube channel, which um, I put a video giving you my analysis and my thoughts about the Kenny Omega versus this one confrontation on YouTube. I put it on Friday. Just follow me on YouTube, the Joke Slam Wrestling Report. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell for new uploads. Uh, so, you know, um, continue to support for those 152 subscribers on my channel. I know it doesn't sound a lot, but for two years uh, that I, I'm almost next month, make two years doing this. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate the support. Some people may not agree. Some people won't, but why sugarcoat anything? Because the sugarcoat stuff, you're not a real wrestling fan. That's the way I look at it. You're going to be um, covering up for stuff uh, for up promotion. No, they're not. My place. Also, I just want to make a quick announcement. This Wednesday, AEW Dynamite uh, is putting Darby Allen again to defend his TNT title for the fifth time in four weeks. He's going to be facing 10 from Dark Order. Very interesting situation. Looking forward to that. Um, so then they're having uh, also four main events for tomorrow for AEW Dark location. So check that out. Again, back to what I was saying. If you want to follow me in social media, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the Jokes Line Wrestling Report. Again, guys, I appreciate everything you do. Also, if you guys want to uh, purchase the podcast t-shirt or the hat, you go to tcwr.veryinkpressives.com. That's tcwr.veryinkpressives.com. So you can purchase snapback hat or the t-shirt. I got two other t-shirts in the website also. You guys register to the website. Be able to get all new episodes of the audio podcast and new episodes of the YouTube channel. So they all link to that same website. Want to register? You guys having problems trying to uh, go to checkout and you see it says PayPal. If you don't have PayPal, it's a little far to say you can change it to your debit card. Some people were having problems with that. They were hitting me up and they couldn't, you know, do it. I had to send me the money through Cash App. I take Cash App if you want and I could just send me the address and I'll send you the shirt, whatever, by any means necessary. That's all the way out. But part of the business is part of the, you know, the support that you guys give. Till then, guys, stay safe. This is almost over. I mean, and I'm saying that because I see a lot of uh, wrestling companies. June 6th, the NWA is having their first pay-per-view. I don't know if they're going to have fans, but that June 6th, they're having a pay-per-view. And they're going to have all these stars, Chris Adams, Nick Aldis, Thunder Rosa, all that. This is the NWA we're talking about. So they're going to be open. So again, everything's opening up and we're probably back to normal by the end of June. Who knows? So then, guys, be safe. Wear that mask. Stay six feet apart. And I will talk to you guys on Thursday for the AEW Dynamite Review.